I'm doing. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right, you guys have at it. To Brock yesterday, and he mentioned getting some more images done uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, any clarity coming out of that uh, as far as uh, you know, what kind of surgery he's going to have, how long he'll be out? Yeah, I think he's continuing to... Um, you know, get get some different opinions, talk to different people, which I think is smart. In an instance like this, there's a lot of smart people out there. You want to make sure you're thorough. He's continuing to go through that process. I, I think, uh, you know, the positive bit of news is that it, it seems to be consistent that the right approach is that one um, that, you know, takes about that six-month mark. Now, everybody will also say you never know until you get in there. Every surgeon will tell you that on every surgery. You know, you always like getting in to see exactly. The MRI tells you a, a lot of the picture. So um, they're continuing to work through that process, but but we seem encouraged by the prognosis that, that that's kind of where it's at. You mean the, the internal brace one? The correct, prior. correct. If it is six months, I mean, that means that he'd probably be back in time for training camp. If, if that's the situation, are you... Um, content enough with with Brock and, and and Lance being the you know the top two guys going into training camp, or would you be looking for a high profile veteran? No, we're content enough. Are there comps on quarterbacks who have come back from this kind of surgery about how long it takes before they get fine motor skills back? Different passes yeah. with pitchers. It's you know, curve, they talk about curveball control and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know what the comp is. That was the coolest thing for me to hear about. That um, once three months is over, they start the rehab of just building the arm back slowly, and by six months, it's built back. And that's when I start to ask questions. So does that mean ease them in and stuff like that? Like you would think of ACLs and things like that. And they said no. The buildup's been from three to six, and at six months, he is the same dude and full go. So. That was the most encouraging part that I heard. Expects to be medically cleared in the next three to four weeks. So, is, is that what you're expecting? That he'll be full go come OTAs, or will you be easing him in? It sounds like he'll be pretty close around phase one, phase two. You know, OTAs is the third phase, which I think's I think that's five weeks after phase one. So, uh, we'll see in phase one. They know they're saying right around that time. So, hopefully, we'll be able to ease him in with drill work and things like that. And um, then by OTAs, he'll be able to go. Right now, as far as how you're going to approach the quarterback situation this offseason with you know, Brock and his rehab and, and where Trey is, I mean, how, how do you expect to handle this leading into training camp? Um, I don't think there's much to handle. One guy can't go, and the other guy should be ready for OTAs. So um, OTAs haven't been that consistent over the last three, four years since COVID. Um, they keep being a little bit more different each year, so it's not as big of a deal as it used to be, but it uh, sounds like we'll at least have one guy for it. Will Brock be the starter in training camp if he's healthy, or will there be a competition between him and Trey? Uh, things I haven't even thought about at all. So um, right now we're just working on coaches, and um, I think that stuff will play itself out by training camp. I know this is hypothetical, but when you say you're content for those two guys, does that mean you would not be looking at signing a starter-level veteran at all? or? Uh, I know we have two starters on our team right now that I believe we can win with. Um, so when you have that situation, you're not that eager to go looking around. These are two guys who are coming off of injuries, and one of them has been hurt previously. Isn't that a little bit of a risk when you have just gone through four quarterbacks? It always is. 
but I mean, first time, you know, when um, a quarterback gets his arm bent backwards and stuff, it's, I think anybody gets hurt from that, you know, it's, it's unfortunate when quarterbacks get hurt, but um, that's, yeah, you try to have three, sometimes you bring four into camp, but I don't think we're going to start having five or anything like that, so um, Brock did a pretty good job being durable all year, and um, they got his elbow in an unfortunate situation, which I think has happened to a number of quarterbacks. I mean, going back to, I don't know exactly, but even you look at Breeze, um, I don't know if that was shoulder or elbow um, that he did on the last play of the year. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of situations like that, and you look at the recovery timeline, and um, the good thing, I mean, Stafford, I don't know if that was um, from an it, from an impact thing or if that just built up over time, but I know he went through some of that stuff last offseason that affected him a little bit into this year, but the good thing about Brock is that wasn't an issue. It was a freak accident that I think everyone saw what happened, and when you talk to the doctors, it takes three months to really get back to repairing it and building it up the right way, and in six months, he'll be the same guy. See Jimmy being back, and if so, what what would that look like? No, I don't see any scenario of that. Yeah, no, I gotcha. Possibility of bringing back the third quarterback rule. Is that something you, after what you guys went through Sunday, something you guys would be in favor of, or would it be helpful? Yeah, definitely be in favor of it. We were scared to death when that rule ended whatever many years ago that was. Um, but you kind of forget about it since you just don't see anyone have to go through it. But then you get reminded of how quickly a football game's over once that happens. So I think that would be a very smart thing to have. I think it'd be good for football. You know, we, you're always trying to develop these guys, but you're always weighing that, carrying three as opposed to the roster value of being able to um, <coughs> host a full complement of, of position players at different positions. So. Uh, I think if the league just kind of gave you a, an out there, everybody would forced, uh, be forced to do it. You got more people in camps improving. I think it'd be good for football. We add another or two quarterback. What's the profile of the kind of quarterback, whether veteran or draft or rookie undrafted? What's the profile of the guy that you want to come in here along with Trey and Brock? Um, the best available that can fit into the structure of our team and the salary cap and all that, um, but the best one available. What were you guys' uh, reaction when you saw that Tom Brady announced that he wasn't going to play uh, any further for any other team? Yeah, I, ju I just think um, respect, appreciation to, to one of the greatest players to ever play this game. And, you know, I'm always humbled by the fact that uh, you know, we work for an organization that I think touts some guys who fit into that category with Ronnie and Steve, or uh, Ronnie, Steve, Joe, um, Jerry, obviously, you know, that, that are in that conversation as well. But that's that's rarefied air. And, uh, you know, I got to compete against them as a player. I got to broadcast games as a broadcaster. And now to see that he's still going, it just blows my mind what, what he's done. Uh, it's unparalleled. And... I think he's, he's one of the greats ever to do it. So respect and appreciation and admiration for, for on, an unbelievable career. John, uh, who do you think you prefer to be the general manager in 2023? Um, I, I think so. You, you good, Kyle? <laughs> no, I, I, I plan on being here. I really do. And, and uh, I'm, I'm committed to doing this. And I'm, I'm having a great time doing it. And uh, you know, committed to finding a way to get a little bit better. Uh, 
I'm real proud of what we were able to do this year. Uh, that's hard to say because our, our expectations and our standards were to win the whole thing. Um, but I, I do think in life you have to be able to acknowledge that um, even when the end result isn't what you wanted, that some special things happen. I'm proud of the team we built. Uh, can't say enough about the job Kyle and his coaching staff did. I've got a lot of respect for our players, the way they handle themselves. And it's hard to win a game in this league, let alone 12 straight. And uh, unfortunately, on, on the last game, uh, it just wasn't in the cards. And, and uh, you know, I think that will always be there, that, that, you know, this feeling. And first of all, let me just say it. Uh, all due respect to Philly, they're a fantastic football team, a really well-built team, and they came out and competed hard. But I, I'd love to be able to, uh, you know, uh, take them on, uh, you know, with, with that same team we had and uh, be able to do it with a full complement and some other things. But that wasn't in the cards on that day, but I'll still look back on this season with fond memories. Now our challenge, and this is all fresh. We're doing closeout meetings, as Kyle said, dealing with coaches. You know, I'm upstairs with the with the position coaches doing what we call our mind meetings, where we it's an exit interview where we take a holistic look at all our players, and um, so this is still very fresh, um, you know. But our job now is to find a way to get better, and there's challenges to that, but that's that's what we'll do. I'm committed to, uh, and and our ownership's committed, and Kyle and I are committed finding a way to get better, and that's exactly what we plan on doing. It's just hard to conceptualize that because you're still stuck in um, this season and uh, you know in, in due time we'll move forward just left uh, yesterday but how, where are you in kind of the search for your next defensive coordinator what are you looking for? Um, in the middle of it you know I um, you know love D'Amico um, one of the best coaches I've ever been around best people I've ever been around him and Jamila mean the world to us and um, really wish they weren't going um, but it's more than deserved and more than earned. And um, I think they made the best hire um, that was by far available because D'Amico is going to be a great one. He already has been. Um, trying to get, I love our defensive staff. I love our defense. Um, trying to get something where um, we don't have to turn much over. I would love to keep our same staff. So I'm um, going to talk to some guys on our staff. I'm going to talk to some guys outside of our staff. And hopefully, whichever way we decide to go, um, whether we bring in a new guy or not, that it's someone who can work with who we have and what we've accomplished here. Because um, I love the scheme that we run, and I feel the foundation we have on the D line, that linebacker, a corner, at safety. Um, I think our players fit very well in it too. So, um, hoping to find someone who fits with us personality-wise and scheme-wise. Will Demico take any assistant coaches with? Why uh, too early to know. I mean, I know he loves our staff, and um, and he knows I'm working through that too right now. So. D'Amico and I will be probably talking a lot here over the next two weeks and just trying to do what's best for the 49ers. I know he's trying to do what's best for Houston, and we're both going to um, try to do what's best for the, all the families involved, too, um, with our number one job being to do for the organizations. Do you take players' opinions into consideration when looking for D'Amico's replacement? Yeah, you always take, I mean, any player who's got a strong opinion who wants to reach out and tell me something, I would more than welcome it and appreciate it given permission to seek employment elsewhere or you know, or coordinator spots? Um, none. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, Bobby. Um, I mean, when I say none, it's more. A lot of these nice. instances, too, at that position, it's a it's a notification. It's not a it's not a, uh, you know, re request for permission. It's a notification. If someone gives you a notification for a promotion, um, especially to um, for that coordinator level, that's it's not up to us. Um, so Bobby. 
Uh, yeah, Bobby and Anthony. Yeah, yeah, they were requested yesterday. Have you had a chance at all just kind of to reflect on the season, everything you guys went through and where you ended up? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, it's I mean, I'm so proud of our year and f proud of the guys. And I think, you know, we, we've been close a few times here, but, you know, this was definitely um, the one that felt the best. You know, I thought we were just some of the things we overcame early, um, how we persevered, you know, was you know, going 98 straight days without a loss was a different feeling um, that I hadn't been a part of. and. I didn't totally feel like that till we lost, and someone told me that, and I was like, "Yeah, that makes it hurt a little bit worse." But it was—I um, just loved how focused our guys were. Our guys never, ever, any day just checked out, and that's really tough in this league. And um, the the physical strain, obviously, but the mental strain of just to mentally be up for something, to focus every single day, to get a plan in, to focus for three and a half quarters, and how to win a game, and to do it a bunch of different ways, and. Um, that's why I felt like we did it week in and week out. And that's why I had such respect for our players, um, everyone in the building that could do that and handle that pressure because that, that wears on people. It's a little bit too long. And that's why I'm so proud of, um, you know, the, the record that we had where not one team um, who played us won the next week. I mean, for the league to go 0-16 after playing us, I, I feel like people got up to play us with that focus because they knew they better. But it was really hard for them to do that two weeks in a row. And for our players and the staff, um, those just to demand a lot out of those guys and those guys to, to do it for us every single week. Um, just guy had so much love for them. Like it's, and I think that was the hardest part about the game because um, when we've lost before, and it, I mean, all of those are bad. There's not one where I'm like, that's not the worst thing. They all take time. Um, but it was just a little bit of a different feeling because I just, our guys from Sunday night in the locker room versus Dallas. Um, to Monday when I talked to him, to Wednesday's practice, to Friday, to Saturday. Like, everyone was so ready for that moment. And I, again, not to take anything away from Philly, I just I didn't feel like they got the chance to totally compete. And that was kind of just hard to stomach. And you did, it was cool to keep watching them fight. I don't think it hit them to the end, um, really, what was going on, because those guys were just going like they had all year. Um, but I think that was kind of the hardest thing, and it's been the hardest thing. But hey, it's life. Um, that's what we sign up for in this sport. And uh, yeah, you got to grieve that a little bit because of all the stuff you put into it. But I mean, the thing that helps me the most is you always, I know how we're going to be next year. I know how I'm going to be personally, like I am every year. Um, not at this moment, but when it comes, you're fired up and confident and ready to go. And I know I'll be like that. And I know our team will be like that because you make sure you get that way anyways in this profession. But when you do look at a roster, you look at the people coming back. It's going to be real tough losing D'Amico, but I have a lot of confidence of everyone else in our building, from coaches to upstairs with John. And I know what we're going to have coming back. Um, so we got to take our time a little, grieve this a little bit. and But man, I'm pumped for next year. On that point yesterday, Trent was asked about next season and even the possibility of retirement. He, he was not, he didn't say no or yes. Have you talked to him? Do you expect Trent to be back next year? Yeah, I do. But I mean, that's how. I mean, if everyone had to do a press conference and talk for a while after these games, I'm sure we'd say a lot of things that didn't tell you guys exactly everything that's going to happen for the next eight months. Um, but I didn't read his, his um, words as that's a big thing for him. I know Trent loves football. I know it's very hard at his age, but in any situation, to, to do what you do for that long and come up short. But um, I'd be real surprised if Trent wasn't fired up in, in a few weeks his rehab by the end of the year and I believe he's a free agent. Is it 
complicate matters that he had this surgery and yeah. you can bring him back or not? He man's doing really well. He's he's out on the field as we speak, working out here and rehabbing. Um, doing really well, um, you know, most of the time, unless somebody's hit, uh, you know, a complication, you typically hear doing, you know, doing really well, a little bit ahead of schedule because these guys are elite athletes. And if you know Mo's at all, his commitment to the process is going to be elite. And uh, that's that's what he's done. He's down in L.A. rehabbing for a long time. We've had him back for the last couple weeks. Um, he's a free agent. He's a guy we'd, we'd have interest in, in bringing back. Uh, because of the way he plays, but also what he stands for. He's, he's, he's one of us, and, and uh, we'd sure like to have him back. John, quarterback issues. Injuries have been an issue the past few years. Jimmy had several. Trey's had a few. Uh, Brock's had a couple. Is this, this offseason, is this something that you feel you need to find a common denominator for or somewhat of a solution for, or is it something that's just bad luck that's out of your hands? Yeah, I really believe, I mean, that's a tough position to play in this league. I understand there's some players who've had incredible durability. As Kyle said earlier, I think Brock's been incredibly durable throughout his career. He, he ran into just an inopportune situation where he's trying to throw the ball downfield and he got an NFL edge rusher, you know, pulling at your arm the other direction. It's just not going to hold up. So um, that stinks. You know, Trey had his issues and Trey's had a rough go here the last couple of years. He's obviously going to have to prove that he can stay healthy. Um, but I know, you know, there's periods of my career early on where I struggled to stay healthy. Then I went eight years without missing a snap. So that, that happens sometimes. And yeah, it, it does. I'm sure people wonder Jimmy's had his, had his issues. Um, but I believe me, it's nothing the, the way we play our quarterbacks or anything. I think it's just, uh, you know, coincidence and, and we look into everything, but I, I don't think we have any more of an issue than anybody else. And I think that's a, that's a tough position in this league. With two young quarterbacks, there's two young quarterbacks who are not making a ton of money, you know, especially given NFL yeah. salaries for quarterback. Is that a key to the way you would approach the salary cap situation and going forward? Like you can sign more guys, you can pay more, yeah. you know, is that part of this whole package? So I don't believe that's the reason why you do that. I mean, the bottom line is you better have a quarterback you really believe in because it's such an important position. There happen to be two young guys that we really like, you know, so I think that would lead us to that more than anything. The fact of the matter is yes, though, Tim, and that's why teams have a window when they have a quarterback on on a rookie deal. Um, if you look at our roster, we've got high-end players all over, uh, a lot of high-end players that we've taken care of, um, but we're able to do that, and we're still in decent cap position, and, um, you know, in, in part because even with Jimmy on the roster this year, you know, he's not, he's not, you know, making one of those gigantic deals right now. He kind of did, we did our one year um, thing. So, um, yeah, I think it is something we can take advantage if we choose to go that direction. And, and um, you know, I think with all these decision guys in fairness, Kyle just got done coaching a season. And uh, I don't know anybody that pours their heart and soul more into uh, the task at hand, but we happen to have a situation where Kyle's really involved in every personnel decision we make. And what I try to do with my team is provide him with options, get him as much information as possible. He goes his through his process where he likes getting away with his family, but his mind is always going and he needs a break. Uh, everybody does after a long season like this. And we'll start the process. I think we've got a good one of getting together always, even when he's gone, we always seem to talk and, and talk about what we're feeling. And we always come up with a pretty good plan. And, uh, you know, we've, we've gotten close. And I think that, that really ticks us off because we believe in, 
and doing everything it takes to finish, and we're committed to doing that. I think Niner fans and um, should be incredibly encouraged about where this organization's at and where we're going. And, um, you know, our name's The Faithful. I, I want to thank all of them. I think uh, they took Levi's to new heights uh, this year. I think this stadium's really starting to have a character and identity, uh, become a tough place to play. And then Kyle and I always marvel about when we show up places, uh, the amount of the faithful that are there and take over stadiums. And so, but to, but to those people, I'd, I'd ask just please hang in there. Um, you know, we're working our tails off to deliver uh, a championship and, and we will not stop until we do that. Guys that you've taken care of, obviously, with, with Bosa coming up. Will, will that be a similar kind of, you know, pathway to what you've done with guys like Debo and, and, yeah. you know, and also with Brandon Ayuk? Will you do what you did with Bosa and, and maybe wait a year to, to yeah. do something? There? I, I think, first of all, with Nick, I mean, everybody, I, in my in my heart of hearts, he, believe, he deserves to be the defensive player of the year in our league, and I hope that comes his way because he's earned that. Uh, he's a fantastic football player. He's a game changer of a football player. Um, I should stop now. Um, but uh, everybody already knows all that. I think we have a real good track record. You look the last five years, you know, working backwards with Debo, and before that it was Kittle and, or Fred and Kittle and Trent and Jimmy of getting our players done. But it takes time. It takes patience. It takes persistence. And we'll have that on our side. He's represented by very good and capable people. And you heard Nick uh, yesterday. He never seems to get too excited. He's pretty chill about the whole thing. And, and I think with that in mind and, and each of us wanting the same thing, we'll be able to come uh, to an agreement um, with Brandon. Brandon had a fantastic year. I really applaud Brandon. Uh, Kyle calls him a warrior often. You know, we, we appreciate the way he plays, the way he's improved uh, his play since he's been here. And um, you know, we'll figure that out in due time. Supporting uh, Nick Bosa along that defensive line, how, how would you summarize? This is for either one of you. Uh, how Drake Jackson finished this year? Um, obviously, he was inactive the last few games, and there are a lot of free agents bookending Bosa. I know you had D Ford earlier uh, in, in this tenure. How do you plan to fortify that line to get it back, the pass rush back up to levels that it was at in 2019? Uh, I think we can get. I mean, <clears throat> I think Drake showed a lot this year on what he can be, um, but he needs to get to what he can be. I thought he was closer to that earlier in the year. Uh, it was a long season, um, and I think he learned as the year goes, if you lose um, any power in this league, it gets a lot harder. And uh, we had a decent group of rushers, and I think as the year went out and just got towards the end, um, it got too long for him, and it's just body wasn't quite ready for it, what we needed. and. Um, we had an injury or something, we were definitely going to give him up, get him up. But we felt towards the end of the year better with other guys. And still, he's the exact same talent that we drafted. We've really enjoyed the person. Um, but like I said to a lot of our guys in our meeting yesterday, that people don't get what anyone means by how long an NFL season is. And all the college players here are coming in. Is this what I hear? Is this what I hear? When's the rookie wall? And it's the same stuff for veterans who haven't had to mentally strain the pressure of what you're trying to do when you're trying to do something more than just play your games and get to the playoffs. And I think our whole team felt that this year. And so everyone's exhausted. And that's what I want people to know going away. It's, 
it's, yeah, I'm going to get away because I need to recover, but everything in these next six months is dedicated to how I can make it through that. And making it through that isn't totally natural. You can't just show up and do that stuff. And it goes for rookies more than anything. Um, but it goes to coaches. Um, it goes to all your players, how you sleep right, how you eat right, how you live your life, how you get all stuff in order. So your plan for that six to seventh month um, challenge that you're going on. And I think a lot of our guys got to see that, which I think is good for them. And they all say the right things when they leave. Um, and then we'll see how they handle when they come back. But um, when you ask about Drake, he's got the ability to really help us. So we're counting on him to do the right things to maximize his ability. I'm with, we're good. With all due respect to John's answer about quarterbacks, when you go through a season and you have four quarterbacks get hurt, does it cause you as a coach any hesitation? hesitation on how you're protecting them, how they're handled, what you do with them. Yeah, I think when you ask that question, that way I understand. But I think if you looked at the injuries, common sense would answer that question. Um, I mean, how have they gotten hurt? I mean, I'm sorry, Josh got a concussion when he hit the ground. So that's the fourth one you're talking about. I'm sorry, our quarterback got his elbow bent backwards on a normal drop back pass. I'm sorry, on a drop back pass, someone rolled up on Jimmy's ankle. Um, and then we have a dual threat quarterback who got hurt running the ball. So to throw all those four in that category, no, no quarterbacks got hurt when we had to hand it off the whole second half. So we can look into that. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank you.